Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on 5x5. Bandwidth for July has been provided by Cashfly, the fastest, most reliable CDN in the business. Cashfly delivers all of our content here at 5x5, and they really are the best. Check them out at cashfly.com, C-A-C-H-E, fly, and let them know you heard about them on 5x5. My guest this week is Jim Troughton. He's a musician hailing from my hometown of Winona, Minnesota. Um, In addition to playing music, he's also a music teacher and a sound guy and an all-around swell human being. How's it going, Jim? It's going great. How are you doing, Brett? Good. Happy uh, birthday eve, I believe. Oh, thank you. Yes, it is. How old are you going to be? Can I ask? You can ask. Uh, uh, I'll be 35 or 36. Uh, 36. I forgot. I was going to say, I will be 35 next week. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I just got so old, I forgot there. I I do that frequently. Like up until until July, I forget how old I am. And then I I tend to be able to remember how old I'm going to turn. Yeah. So, yeah. I understand, (laughs) though. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) I, uh, I'm I'm very happy to have you on. You are, you are. I believe in a, after Aditi, you are my first uh, real local kind of. Uh, I I don't know. Celebrity is probably not the word, but within Winona, <laughs> you are extremely well known. Oh geez, oh geez, yeah. So your your band, the Heavy Set. Yep. You uh, you recently did some recording up in Minneapolis. Is that right? That's right. Uh, yeah, we went to. A studio in Northwest Minneapolis called Winterland Studios, and uh, had a great experience there. I assume this was a digital studio. It well, actually, it's analog until it got to the tape. So, um, and when I say tape, I mean uh, Pro Tools. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, they've got a really great analog uh, uh, console there, and they've got a lot of great outboard gear. So everything is analog until it gets to pro tools and that's where they capture all the all of it that's know? pretty cool that's yeah. pretty cool did you ever i assume you've been in the studio and recorded to tape actually i have yeah it's uh it's it seems like that would be maybe easier it's nowadays it's more complicated to do that because you know you say you want to record the tape and they're like uh they gotta (laughs) open up the closet and pull out the tape machine and dust it off but the process the actual recording process was far more labored like it took well at least the editing process i should say the editing definitely yeah i mean you really had to go for perfect the first time otherwise you got to rewind the tape and yeah did you see uh, Dave Grohl's documentary, what was it, Sound City, I think? I haven't, no. Named after the studio it was about. Oh, it was about this console. It was about a, a tape console Wow. that was idolized. It was like the Nirvana and Ario Speedwagon and all these like uh, pinnacle recordings were made there. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It no, was, I haven't seen that. That sounds great. It was definitely, um, it was for people who are the type of people who play vinyl and, and talk about how much better it sounds. Yeah. And maybe people who drink wine and talk about vintages <laughs> and things. I don't know. Yeah. You know, to me, music is something to be enjoyed. And if that's what gets you off, that's awesome. If just having background music is what makes you happy, that's awesome. So... If you can, if you can enjoy 
pop music coming through old Sony Walkman headphones. Those yeah. like those little foam headphones <laughs> over the head ones. How can you forget them? If you can enjoy that, then it, it you know more power to you. Yeah, definitely. So, so what what else is the heavy set up to lately? Well, the heavy set uh, we're a relatively new band. We've only been around eight months now, eight or nine months, and um, so everything we're doing right now is new to us. At least we, we've all been playing for quite a while, but um, first time we've all played together, and um, so right now. Uh, we just recorded this stuff. Um, it's in the post-production process. It's being mixed by um, Dylan now. He's an uh, all-around good guy that lives up in Minneapolis. And um, so we're, we're kind of waiting for that to come get back to us. Then uh, in the meantime, we're going to play shows and rehearse. And yeah, that's mostly what we're up to. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a fun process being in a part of a band, but like I said, until we get this, uh, we're kind of in limbo. Uh, we're working on looking for contacts to get it sent to um, places like The Current in Minneapolis and um, maybe, I don't know, making a YouTube video, something like that. Do you have, uh, do you have a certain goal for this band? You've had, you've had a few really good bands in the past. Oh, thanks. Uh, uh, well, I, I would say specifically uh, for me, I'm just really happy to be a part of this band. The The music is really fun to make. So if if my goal with this band is to continue to play in bars once a week, that's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'll just, I'll go with it wherever it goes, you know. Um, ultimately, Jake, Jake Gillica is the, the leader of our band. And this is the first band I've been in where the band's had a leader. It's not really a democracy. And uh, I mean, it kind of is. Jake's really open. He's a super nice guy. Um, but it's it's really his band. And so it's fun to bring his ideas uh, to light with music. And um, so his goals are our goals in this case. So, yeah, and we're just we're just having a fun time uh, playing his music and, and doing what he, you know. Do you think his goal is to play in bars once a week? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure not. I mean, I don't think there's a musician out there that, that plays regularly that wouldn't love to, you know, continue to find and ride a bigger wave. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think to me, the, the struggle and the challenge is, is the fun part, you know, like trying to make a, a better recording or trying to buy new gear and have great, like write better songs like that to me is what makes being a musician fun. And uh, Go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it would be awesome to to pay the bills by just, uh, you know, recording and touring and playing music. But, um, you know, that's kind of like being a high school football player that wants to be in the NFL. You you can't just decide to do that. You got to be in the right place at the right time and do all the work ahead of time. Do you think though that having that dream from the outset? and really driving for it, whether you make it or not, do you think that makes a difference in like in any, whether it's an NFL player or uh, a band, do you think it makes, do you think you have to have that drive from the beginning or do you think it just kind of, it, it falls into some people's laps? Uh, I think, I think it really helps. I mean, I'm sure that it has fallen into some people's laps, you know, like there's some child pop stars that, yeah. didn't do anything to 
but whatever. I, I don't hold a grudge, but uh, at least outwardly. <laughs> but <laughs> no, you see, but there are some. There are but some there are, whose parents predestined them to that. Yeah, definitely. But I, I look at like um, it definitely helps. For example, Tom Petty. There's I, I can't remember the name of the documentary right now, but there's a Tom Petty documentary, and I mean. From when he decided to play music, he decided he was going to be a star. And uh, he made uh, every sacrifice and every move he could to make sure that he got where he is now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, yeah, I think there's a little philosophy there. Like, if you truly believe something, you will create the conditions, uh, whether it's uh, on purpose or whether it's subconsciously, you'll create the conditions to make that happen. So you yeah. actually, you actually do make a living off of music in one form or another, right? Yeah, actually I do. So, I mean, you teach lessons and you get paid to run sound for a broad variety of events and, and concerts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you put it that way, I'm living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> How's that working out? Are you yeah. happy doing it? Well, actually, uh, it's funny. Um, it, it's funny you ask now. I mean, if you had asked me uh, eight months ago, ten months ago, I would have said, you know, meh, I could move. I'm, I'm kind of getting bored here. Uh, but it's always like right before you're about to quit something that something cool happens and you're like, ah, oh, this is great, you know? Just kind of like um, this recording with the heavy set we did, we all feel really good about. Um, and uh, just like I was really close to thinking about selling my whole PA system and then got a call from uh, Nicholas David, who was on the TV show The Voice for season three. And um, I've known him for a long time. And uh, he asked me to be a sound guy on on his West Coast tour with the Yvette Brothers this this fall. So... That's awesome. kind of exciting. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm totally nervous. I, it's kind of a, it's a lot different than running sound in bars when you go to run sound in arenas, I'm sure. <laughs> You've toured before, right? Uh, small stuff. I mean, my the extent of my tours has been like a you know, corner bar band that just decided it would be fun to take a vacation that was paid for <laughs> by playing, you know, and, and for like two weeks. But this is two months and it's arenas so it's a it's kind of a different ball game yeah. altogether it's kind of yeah. for real shit just got real hopefully you'll be um hopefully you'll be in a better uh tour vehicle than than i've been on in the past <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah we'll find out uh some of the details about that are a little fuzzy right now who knows it could be like an old beat up ford econo line do you, want, do you want to know what my longest tour was in what was that it, my uh, our guitarist worked at a gas station, and it was one of those in uh, in Minneapolis where you had to leave a driver's license before you could pump gas. Oh yeah! And every once in a while, someone would uh, pump gas and leave their driver's license behind. <laughs> uh, you know, with, they wouldn't pay, so they'd just take up. But but yeah. he had this small collection of driver's licenses, <laughs> and we had a friend who worked at U-Haul, and we rented a u-haul under a uh gas purchaser's uh driver's license <laughs> didn't pay for it and took it off for three months oh man on a tour of the almost the entire u.s wow and it was i i saw most of america from the back of a u-haul truck oh wow 
Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping on drum risers. I was going to say, you probably didn't see much of it. No, you could, the, the panels on the backs of those things, though, they open up. Oh, that's good. Like, you can, you can take that top panel on the, dro- on the door that slides down in the back, and you can drop it in. So oh, I could see the top of the Brooklyn Bridge as we yeah. went into New York. <laughs> but it was not yeah. comfortable nor scenic. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Well, that that sounds like a little uh, harsher accommodations than I think. I'll, I'll I hope for to. better for you. Yeah, <laughs> I suddenly do too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, you know, actually, uh, part of what's part of what's really exciting about this is, yeah, it's a completely new experience for me, um, and it's 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 a pretty big deal as far as uh, maybe what my resume will look like in the future, uh, as far as like music industry goes, but. Um, I'm just really excited for the for the journey, you know. Uh to me I I know uh, all of Nick's band already, the Feelin' band, and um I'm already friends with a lot of the guys. So it's I'm just excited to go on a 2-month long road trip with a a bunch of friends. And uh there will be great hopefully great concerts along the way, but yeah, uh that's really the exciting part. I mean, yeah. go ahead. Hopefully you'll all be friends when it's over too. Yeah, yeah, right. Depends on if it is that forty Conaline van or if it's the bus. We'll find out. <laughs> right on. All right, I'm going to take our first sponsor break. Okay. And we're going to talk about Hover.com, simplified domain management. You've probably registered a domain with a company that just wants to sell you services you're not interested in when all you want is a simple .com or maybe a .co or .tv. Uh, you can always get a .net, too, which is the one alternative to .com that's really become universally accepted. Uh, Hover makes it really easy. You just enter the domain name you're interested in into their search box, and Hover will tell you if it's available. If not, it comes up with some suggestions. You can also just type in a few <laughs> excuse me, a few keywords, and Hover will figure out some available domains for you using those terms like a magic robot. Hover uh, just announced something new and exciting. They'll now support Google Apps for Business, including Gmail, Calendar, Drive, and more, for just $6 per month per user. And what's more, you can use Google Apps with the domain you already own at the same level of support you love with Hover. The best part is that you can try Google Apps for Business free for 30 days. They have real human beings available for support, and their number is right on the front page of their website. If you have any problems, just pick up the phone and call. They have a no-hold policy. Somebody just answers the phone. Seamless transfers from other providers, elegant DNS management, email hosting, and more. And if you use the code DANSENTME or visit Hover.com slash DANSENTME, you'll get 10% off of everything you buy from Hover.com. Okay, Jim, so what does the word townie mean to you? Oh, townie. Well, I'm going to say that townie means somebody who you can't go anywhere without seeing them, and they live in the town that you live in, and... Have been there for a while and are deeply rooted and yeah. So that makes you a townie, right? I guess it does. You're you're at everything. You you're like the sound guy in Winona. If anyone's running sound, it's probably Jim. <laughs> well, there are there are other sound guys. Yes, uh, but yeah, I I do get I do get a lot of work and it's a lot of times in in more uh, public forums. Uh, I, I run I provide like PA system. Uh, support for triathlons and sporting events as well as run sound for bands and so yeah i kind of pop up here and there and you also you teach guitar locally i do and you know just like my (laughs) 
it's killing me to say it, but just like my dad, who is a public school teacher, uh, I, I can't go anywhere without seeing somebody that uh, I know or have taught or have run sound for or played music with or for. Yeah, it's kind of a the pond is getting smaller. You are you are almost the exact opposite of me. <laughs> you know, I can go I can go anywhere in this town and see nobody I know. Yeah. And I kind of like it like that. I can understand that. It's a personality quirk. Yeah. Well, it's all right. You know, uh, I lived in the Twin Cities for a while and it was it was great. I think mostly uh, it's being a townie, I guess, is the sacrifice for not a not having to deal with lots of traffic. You know, I had a 15 mile commute that took me an hour each way every day. That's why I live in Winona. Yeah, exactly. I can find parking. I can get anywhere at any time of day in in 20 minutes or less. Yeah. And yeah. I can drive all the way to the nearest large city and go to the like the clinic in in La Crosse in half an hour. Yeah. Which is how long it would take me in Minneapolis just to get to the bar. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh one of the bars that I work and run sound at, uh I can literally walk there in 15 minutes. I mean, everything in, in a small town is close, I guess. it that, But yeah, the sacrifice is that, you know, everybody kind of knows you and the, what's going on with you. Yeah, and, and, I, and I guess that has ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but I, I suppose that kind of happens. It, my experience when I lived in, in Minneapolis was similar, though, in that uh, there's small communities within the large community. Oh, sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, I can, I can go outside here and look in 360 degrees and not see a person sometimes during the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anytime I've been to like Los Angeles or whatever, uh, I don't think there's a time of day that you could walk outside and turn in any direction and not see a person. And if you come up to my place up here on the hill, you can do that. Um... It's pretty much all day long. Yeah. I, I don't see another soul, another human being. <laughs> I can look down on the whole city and see tiny specks of cars. Right. But no, that's yeah. the way I like it. But, totally. But I think the scary part with the whole, like, everyone knowing you and your stuff is is if they turn on you. Yeah, I suppose. Uh you know, I, I mean, think you're that, a good, you're a good guy. Like no one's turning on you. But if you <laughs> if you ever did something and gossip got around and it was not in your favor, yeah, like all of a sudden you have to deal with this high school kind of atmosphere where everyone kind of shuns you. Yeah, the, I suppose that that could happen. You know, um, maybe I've just been lucky that that hasn't happened. But uh, I'd like to think that I'd just be able to you know shake it off if something like that did happen. But man, so much of of my work right now comes from word of mouth, you know? So, uh, right now that's working in my favor, but yeah, I could see if it turned on, it would be disastrous. So, do you approach conversations when you're talking to people that maybe aren't your best friends? Do you approach them from like a business perspective? Do you think, do, do you, do you find yourself not saying certain things because y- you know that potential clients would hear it? Uh, not really. I, I I suppose the only thing that I'd really, really make a point to, well, try to not do is ever badmouth anybody for any reason. 
you know, even if I do have a grudge or something, I, I try to not talk about it just because, um, A, I don't think that it's polite and B, um, you know, it's not, it's not good for anybody. Yeah. I got to work so, on that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's times where I want to, and there's times where like uh, amongst close friends, I, I might let something slip, but I, yeah, I try to stay, uh, but to, I guess let me digress back to your question do it when i <laughs> when this, i'm talking this show should just be called digression yeah right uh when i'm talking to somebody that maybe i'm not friends with or whatever uh no i i it's usually not what i'm thinking about i'm usually trying to remember their name because they know me <laughs> sure sure which you know like that happens uh in a small town where a lot of people might know your name and you don't you can't remember theirs um <laughs> or <laughs> or all the time depending uh, on who you are yeah and uh um which is like the hardest thing in the world you know or when now my wife vicky will be standing next to me and i'm supposed to introduce and i'm like you know hi this is vicky <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've taught her that it's her job to say hi i'm vicky what's your name <laughs> yeah <laughs> you I, I fortunately i get to rely on on a dd for all of the introductions because yeah, I never sure. know anybody and no one ever knows me. So it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah. yeah, that's, that's crazy. Congratulations on your, your wedding, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Just a month ago, I got mail, uh, mailed. I got <laughs> mail order. What? Mail ordered. Yeah. No, uh, got married in, um, Rocky Mountain National Park. It was a blast. Definitely. Congratulations. That's yeah. super cool. And she's thank a you. super nice girl. She is. Yeah. I'm really excited. Pretty lucky. Yeah. All right. Um, so in addition to guitar, you also are an amazing fiddler. Uh-oh. And I've heard you also play, is it trumpet? Uh, well, I I have a trumpet. I, I used to play trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not what you consider a primary skill set? Uh, not, so, not the trumpet so much anymore. Uh, trumpet's one of those instruments where every minute you're not playing it, you're getting worse at it. <laughs> okay. So I, I couldn't keep up with that. I had a scoutmaster force me, literally <laughs> force me to learn the bugle. But so, I, I honestly could not, I couldn't play a single note today. Yeah. How, how exactly did he force you? Um, let's say he was very <laughs> um, persuasive and yeah. he would yell and, and, and push your uh your instrument to your lips and tell oh. you to blow you will blow yeah he was he was very he's dead now i shouldn't badmouth him okay he, well he that was really very, wasn't yeah very persuasive man he was <laughs> i got to play the chimes though you know the church that oh yeah the like the big methodist church i think it is that yep plays That's the chimes down i got to do those one day Nice. It's like a big piano with a bunch of levers instead of keys. Yeah, my uh, I also grew up Methodist, and so uh, my church had those. Maybe it's like a Methodist church thing to have those chimes. Maybe. Maybe it's... Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> oh. Well, mind yeah, just, blown. Mind. My mind got blown by the places my brain suddenly went yeah. <laughs> that I didn't even I didn't even utter, yeah. and I just got lost in it. But... Yeah. But that that should be a sitcom. Growing up Methodist, has anyone yeah. ever done that? That's a good title. That could be a band name. 
or the 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 battle between the Lutherans and the Methodists. That's something that you would hear on um, NPR. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Garrison Keillor might yeah. <laughs> might have already talked about Probably that. Probably has a copyright on that. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so uh, fiddle. Yeah. Uh, you prefer uh, violinist or fiddler? Well, it's you know I I'm not gonna say that I. I really care all that much but uh i i did grow up playing classical violin and that was my major in college was violin really? so it was it was all classical and um i mean i can kind of make the sounds that a fiddler would would make sort of but not as well so you're so, a, a violinist come fiddler i'm a yeah you know mostly violinist but i guess if i were put in the situation I could fake my way through fiddle. How okay. about that? Yeah. <laughs> isn't isn't fiddling basically like playing violin with a lot of double stops? Uh sorta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny for, for as uh as goofy as bluegrass can be sometimes, for example, uh th- there's a lot of um uh I'm having presque vu. I can't I think, think of the... moonshine is the word you're looking for. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's some complexity there, though. And there are rules to follow. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like a lot of genres of music. In fact, uh, I'm not a, not a genre of music snob. I like all of them. But, um, yeah, there, there's complexity in bluegrass. And there's rules to follow. Well, not really rules, but there's structures and forms. Sure. So I wouldn't say that I'd have all of those down with the violin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember? This is a, a random aside because you said the word bluegrass. Yep. Do you remember? I think it was two years ago at the uh, Boats and Bluegrass Festival. You were running sound, and the Johnson Family Band was playing, and they did "In My Coffee." I remember them on the stage, and I remember running sound. I don't but remember the song. That per- oh man! Is they that did- the one where everybody got on the stage? Yes, and it was just a a wave of like moonshine breath coming across the crowd, that and I they remember. were all so into it. And the <laughs> stage was looked like it was about to break because they're all just stomping and playing on washboards, and yeah. everyone was just screaming. Yeah, and I was it up, was amazing. Yeah, I was up there trying to run monitors and try to corral that. It was, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say, it, yeah, it was uncorrallable. It was. It's probably the only CD I've purchased in the last few years. Uh, but after seeing that performance, I had to buy the the disc, and it was not as good recorded. Yeah, they were obviously not nearly as intoxicated as intoxicated in the studio. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting thing. Uh, the the difference between live and uh, the energy that exists live and then recorded or live recordings. Um, do you mind if I take that segue? I, no, I feel go for like it. one of the interesting things is. Um, I've been in bands and on stages where they have where there's been a board recording and you hear it later and you're like, you know, beforehand you're thinking, wow, that was an awesome show. And you listen to the recording and it's just awful Uh, or vice versa, where at the end of the night, you're like, man, we just the energy wasn't there. It wasn't a very fun. Well, they're all fun. So I shouldn't say it wasn't a very fun show Eh, to an extent, (laughs) but uh, it's a a sliding scale. but then you listen back to the recording and it sounds like your best live show. So, there, I mean, it, compare that with studio, you know, like, can you, 
can you make it have the energy and can you have that energy come across in the studio? I don't know. Right. But, well, uh, and it also, you have to consider the energy of the crowd. Yeah. Which and is I a, think, it's a feedback loop with, you know, the band's energy. Oh, without a doubt. Without but, a doubt. But the crowd's energy doesn't always come through on the recording, whereas the band's energy or angst in lieu of crowd energy yeah. can come through and actually make a really good recording. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. I think that um, maybe like there's an indirect proportional, like the more energy there is, maybe the sloppier it gets. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. and there's something about basement shows. Yeah. I oh. consider basement shows to be the great equalizer. Yeah. Like Actually, every band sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, you know, um, there's a bar or there was a bar that used to do music frequently that felt like basement shows every time. And it was called the Haymarket down in Decorah, Iowa. And I remember huh. the, fir the first time my band walked in there, we were like, there's no way we're going to play here. And uh, I mean, we did, but it ended up being one of the most fun shows just because uh, the room filled up with like three times as many people that w were supposed to be in there. We're all tightly packed. I mean, there's people in between the musicians. There really wasn't a stage. We're just on the floor yeah. and they're all just jumping up and down, you know? And so yep. that kind of energy and it, there's nothing like that. And so, yeah, basement shows can be some of the most fun. You can hear the best or the worst there. Yeah. I mean, I come from the punk rock scene where we eschew stages in general. Yeah. Everyone plays on the floor. The crowd gathers around. Everyone's part of the show, and there's a huge amount of energy there. Yeah. But don't try to record it live. No, you, you know, can't. Like, in, an, in an atmosphere like that, you're not you going to... You'll never capture... The, what it was like. Yeah. I mean, to even be in the audience at, at a really good basement show, it's sweaty. It's, it can be annoying if you're in a bad mood. But yep. the energy, the crowd energy, it's like it's like watching a World Cup soccer game and someone finally scores a goal. There's just that constant kind of feeling through the whole show. It, yeah. it can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, totally. And you know what? The thing I can equate it to is like um, the sound. It's. I think for being an audience member to be that close to the band, it's like being in the band. It really, and that's really what it feels like. And I, I can say that from both sides of it. When, when you're in the audience and you're that close to the band or like on stage with them, or if there's not a stage like right there, that is what it's like being in a band. It just yeah. feels, yeah, it feels yeah. great. It's like a high for sure. Yeah. And if they know all the words, they can grab the mic from you like, oh, right God. out of your hand and start singing for you. Yeah. Hopefully they don't. But yeah, actually, on, on, in some in some occasions, it might on be some better. occasions. It's actually really <laughs> fun to have. Like if it's the shot chorus background kind of thing. Yeah, I suppose so. I, I'm saying hopefully not, I guess, with my sound guy mind thinking like, <laughs> that's my microphone. Don't throw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's the hard part. I can't turn off the sound guy part of me where it's like uh, one of the there aren't a lot of awful things about being a sound guy. But one of the bad things is that uh, whenever you see a sound guy, a lot of times it's all his gear that you're hearing and seeing minus, you know, the band's personal instruments. So like w when you see a singer throw a microphone or swing it around <laughs> his head or break a mic stand it's like the sound guys in the back going oh that's like 50 bucks or oh that's 100 bucks or more you Take know you expense that stuff uh expense as in like for taxes. the bar 
No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, if a, if a musician throws a mic across the room and it doesn't work, I have to just either be the bad guy and tell the musician he owes me, which, <laughs> what's that going to do? Or just absorb it and just say, damn it. Especially when you're only getting paid 200 bucks at the door and it costs you 150 to get there. Yeah. And, you should be uh, more careful with mics in those situations, though. Yeah. Are, yeah. are you telling me or the musician? No, I'm telling the musicians. This is a PSA. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, yeah, I can say from the sound guy's perspective, uh, um, the, one of the most expensive things that I have is my mic box. And uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I kind of get a little freaked out when I see some bands throwing them around. Does the, uh, the microphone smell like a beer? Not mine. You know, maybe this is why I get a lot of jobs. <laughs> because <laughs> I actually uh, will take the windscreens off of all the vocal mics and clean them pretty frequently. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, you know, I've played on enough stages and tried to sing into beer-soaked mics. It's it's awful. I, I always bring my own mic whenever I play out of town uh, for my own vocals, and uh, that's probably 90% of why. That pretty much, it's 100% why. I just don't want to... <laughs> Do you, sing it to somebody else's beer-soaked microphone. Do you play piano at all? Um, no. no. I mean, I, I know the names of the notes and I can... Uh, no, though, I don't. I think piano was the only reason I was able to pick up guitar in the beginning. Because I took a lot of piano lessons as a kid and equating the, the fretboard to a keyboard made everything make sense to me. That but does make sense. The reason I ask is actually because... I asked if the microphone smelled like a beer and that made me think of the piano man and that made me think of Billy Joel. And then I wondered if you were like Billy Joel at all. And so that was just a random <laughs> kind of tangent. I liked it. <laughs> You're so long for the ride, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a blast. All uh, right. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I was about to break for a sponsor, but I'm more than happy to give you a little more time there. Well, uh, I think Billy Joel is neat. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Amen. Then. Amen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sponsor number two today is Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code FIREWORKS. Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, new designs, and more support. They have beautiful designs for you to start with and tons of style options for you to adjust so you can cre really create your own space online. Squarespace takes care of hosting, SEO, and even makes sure your site automatically looks great on any device. It's incredibly easy to use, but if you want some help, Squarespace has an amazing support team that works 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. While you're there, make sure you check out their new homepage, too. It's got awesome videos that are beautiful that show how Squarespace fits everyone differently. Make sure you click the little arrows on the sides to check out all the cool videos. Squarespace is always updating their site with fun new branding that you can't help but be inspired by. As we said earlier, you can try Squarespace for free, no credit card required, and if you decide to purchase, it starts at just $8 a month and includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. And make sure you get 10% off and support Systematic by using the offer code FIREWORKS. So, go check out Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. And that brings us to our top picks for this week. Jim, right. I would love it if you would start. Okay. Um, well, my top pick for, I suppose, usefulness is my iPhone. Um, 
just because uh, for me, contacting people and keeping myself organized is paramount. So, so. Is, is contacting people your primary use for your iPhone? Uh, well, communication, yes. Uh, it's not entertainment. I don't really have much for games on there. It's you, pretty much good. Do, do you use it for music at all? Uh, yes, in that uh, uh, set break music or just sometimes I get a chance to sit and listen to something. But mostly I, it's... I good. just made hearts downtown. I just made yep. them order the new uh, lightning connector. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, the amp kit. I think, yeah, the PV amp oh. kit connector. Yeah. So you can plug your guitar in, digital uh, digital input, and then use stuff like Amplitube and, uh, and what's the other one? Oh, Amp Kit. Amp Kit or Amplitube. Oh, yeah. And you can get amazing guitar effects through your iPhone. Have you tried that at all? I haven't. No. You have to. You must. Okay. And then you have to get the I mean, slash Are you version. saying that because you've used it? Or are you oh, just yeah. saying that because you it's, want me to join I, in I with don't, you? I don't even own. <laughs> I don't even own any <laughs> pedals anymore. I just, I okay. use I use my my iPad and my iPhone exclusively uh, when okay. it comes to creating effects. All right. Everything. So what so, if I, what if I'm sort of more of like an analog guy when it comes to that? Like I, I don't even have a transistor guitar amp. Mine's you know tubes. Wow, man. I'm old. I'm old. I can't help you. I I I can't help you. <laughs> I can't be of any assistance in that area. I haven't owned a tube app since high school. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, when I say my iPhone and it's uh, important to me, uh, yeah, I mean, being – this makes it sound worse than it is, but being available and uh, um, and communication is, is really key to being a musician or being a, a self-employed person, you know. So – I mean, when I open up my iPhone, the first, the first, the top like apps are like my calendar, my email, um, you know, stuff like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I, when you asked if I do anything with music on it, I mean, I, there's an app called iAnalyzer. Yeah, sure. And, uh, it's, it's not a terribly cheap app. There's a light version of it also, um, but it's a full uh, audio spectrum analyzer. I use that for when I'm running sound sometimes. Um, yeah, uh, that's mostly I'm, it, though. I'm making a note so I remember to put iAnalyzer in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I applaud your generality. That's a bold pick. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty right. general, but yeah. <laughs> my, okay. uh, my first one is going to be Pinboard which is a bookmarking service online at pinboard.in that uh, is basically, it's what Delicious used to be. I don't even know if Delicious still exists. I think it got sunset. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure. But Pinboard is lets you uh, collect all your bookmarks in one place. I don't use my native browser bookmarks anywhere in any browser anymore. I just collect okay. them all on Pinboard. And then I have access to them from every browser, and it can, it, for an extra cost, it can archive every ar, every blog post and every page that you bookmark. It can archive copies of it so that if they ever should disappear, you have mm-hmm. them, and you can search through them. And 
it costs it, it the price goes up based on the number of users it has. So I okay. joined when it was a matter of pennies. And right now you can get in for ten dollars and fifteen cents and that's a, a one time fee to start using Pinboard. And there are great apps for it on the iPhone, on the iPad, and on the desktop on Mac. And I assume there's something for PC, but I can't prove it because I don't have a PC. Yeah. Um, who does? <laughs> I I know I know one or two people. Oh, okay. But they're not related to me. I've convinced I everyone my in my family. <laughs> I I switched my entire family to Mac somehow or another. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's interesting. Um I guess It's I, okay if you old. don't have a lot to say about that. I don't. I forgive you. I don't. Yeah, thanks. Clean slate. <laughs> yeah. What's your number two? Um, actually, uh, I'm I'm looking at one of them right now. I I was thinking about it. it this is not as general. It's uh, PreSonus is a, a sound company that or uh, audio company, and they make a a series of audio box and uh, um, USB preamps for. Um, well, just audio interfaces. Um, I'm using it right now, but uh, when I run sound, um, I, I I record all of my shows uh, straight to the straight to the laptop, um, the MacBook Pro, and um, through this audio box. So I just take a left and a right right off the soundboard, record all of the shows that I run sound for, dump it onto my computer. Uh, I don't keep them all, but I listen to them later just for reference and whatever. Do you ever sell so, like uh, what are they called? Um, black something black bootlegs. You no. ever sell bootlegs of your oh. shows? No, you know I don't. I don't know if that's even allowed. No, oh, of course it's not allowed. That's why they're called bootlegs. Come on. Well, right. Well, you know, <laughs> I I got a job to keep. Good call. Good call. Yeah. So so PreSonus <laughs> is a manufacturer or is it a specific box? That that is the the company that yeah that's the manufacturer. What's the and box? It's PRE, yeah, the audio box. USB is the one I'm using right now. It's just a little two channel audio interface. Cool. So nice. I, I like using that. that. Home recording, whatever. It comes with a um light version of their software for home recording. And that um, Mac based software? Uh Mac or Windows. Cool. All yep. right. I like it. Yeah. What should I do? I think I think my number two is actually going to be an artist and maybe even as specific as a song. Um, okay. It's an artist out of New York City, big city, uh, named Joseph Arthur. And he has a song called Speed of Light that has really okay. been, it's, I, I don't know how to put it, it's been like under my skin all this week. Um, like really, like I can't get it out of my head. I love listening to it. Uh, I'll find a link to it on Spotify or something and put it in the show notes. But it is, he's a really, he's a gritty, he's got a gritty voice. His, his, the topics he sings about are very like they're, they, they strike a chord with me. I don't know how much of the population uh, is in the same boat as Joseph <laughs> Arthur and I may find ourselves in, but, uh, but he's really worth checking out for both kind of down tempo stuff and a little more raucous acoustic work 
that that must be speed of light must be the fast kind no actually it's a really mellow song it's one of his mellowest um let's see the the crazy one he does on that album is creation or a stain which i also absolutely love i couldn't stop uh, right when you said the artist's name is joe and he did a song called speed of light i immediately thought of joe hastings uh hastings 3000 from minneapolis um he has a song called speed of light also really and i could see you either liking it or not liking it (laughs) it's it's a love it or hate it (laughs) hastings 3000 is a love him or hate him uh i i i think he's incredibly talented um i think that uh his music doesn't uh i can see a lot of people not identifying with it though let's put it that way did you hear who the replacements i think it was the replacements wait no no oh like the, oh it's it just fell apart in my head somebody's playing guitar for somebody and it's a weird stretch of the imagination was it Buckethead with Guns no. N' Roses? Okay. <laughs> no, but it's <laughs> along, weird it's along those lines of weirdness, yes. Yeah. Um, no, okay. but it's it's a local it's someone from Minneapolis. It's a guitarist from Minneapolis who's famous for taking his clothes off during shows. Hmm. Not ringing I think the bell. I would have remembered that. I can't remember the name right now. Patrick huh. Roan Patrick Roan would know. Um <laughs> but uh and now I can't remember which band for sure he was filling in. Anyway, let's just forget I started that sentence. Okay. But you did say The Replacements. I really like them, too. Oh, who doesn't? Who yeah. doesn't? They're Paul Westerberg's awesome. awesome. Yes. Um, Where were we? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, Your third pick. Oh, uh, well, um, I guess my third pick will be uh, my... Shameless plug with the uh, Nicholas David Mrazinski and the Feelin' Band. Um, just uh, for here's why because he went on this TV show, The Voice, and um, they liked him a lot, and they wanted him to do a bunch of stuff uh, that was all kind of LA stuff, and uh, wanted to set him up with a band, a producer, record an album, go on a tour. And Nick said, uh, "No way, I'm gonna." do this all with my team of friends from from minnesota and so everything he's done like get do this uh uh, a vet brothers tour like he has done it himself from the ground up from minnesota even after the tv show granted he wouldn't have had the opportunity without that but um his band is people that he's been playing with for the last few years um his sound guy is me i mean i'm sure that uh there's i know there's tons of sound guys out there uh so I'm really honored to be picked, but like he decided he's going to have this Minnesota um, uh, core of people and people that he's grown up with. He's bringing as many people with him as he can. So that's, that's why awesome. I'm picking Nick. And and his music is great too. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it would be really easy in that situation to take what they offer as far as you know, LA musicians and sound guys and oh, everything. Yeah. Without and a just doubt, roll with it and forget where you came from. But wow, to make yeah. that effort is pretty admirable. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, that's uh, it's kind of a funny thing. Like um, 
a lot of times when you see a music that might sound a little more poppy, uh, you immediately assume that um, it was all designed in Los Angeles or somewhere like that. And right. uh, I think that a lot of times Nick's uh, songs that he's written just sometimes just speak to people. And uh, so some of his music, his original music sounds a little poppy. And so it'd be really easy to confuse that with um, something written for him. Definitely. You know? Yeah. I, I just think he's that talented. So, <laughs> Is that a crush? Do you have a little crush? I, no, I don't have a crush. Okay. I'm not a crusher or a gusher. I, I just... Uh, <laughs> I, I just recognize talent and like to point it out. Okay. Yeah. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. Well, that's Sorry. all right. I have a wife, you know. <laughs> I have a wife. I still have crushes. That's all right. She knows it. Um, <laughs> okay. So does my wife. Her, uh, You know, I can't watch Iron Man without some sort of swooning going on. <laughs> okay. On her part, <laughs> you mean? Yeah, naturally. Naturally. And my well, heart. Yeah. There are, there are I mean, I love Robert Downey women. Jr. too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How can you not? I, I, I couldn't not. I really could not not. He's, a, he's yeah. an amazing man. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway. In many ways. <laughs> so my third pick is um, it's a new notes app for iPhone called Jottings. And it's $4 on the App Store, and it supports Dropbox. Um, and I believe it uses the older Dropbox API, so you can actually pick a folder uh, to sync with other applications. And it supports Markdown with built-in preview, and it has inline tagging. So you can use hashtags while you're writing, and it will turn them into searchable tags that you can sort and use as folders without having to actually add additional tags to notes. So it's really handy. And I don't know if it would help in your life a lot, Jim, but for a lot of people that would listen to this show, they're going to probably go and look at it because we are a lot of us, um, text note, iPhone nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Note nerds. You know, uh, yeah, I think it's all right to be, geeked out in that sense uh but um yeah anything for me to help me stay organized is is awesome i'll check that out cool all right well that brings us to our third sponsor of the day hostgator.com is a premier web hosting and domain name provider if you're looking to start a website hostgator can help you get started with monthly hosting plans one click installs and tons of other features that make getting your site up and running easy If you're a more advanced user or a business person or a business, not a business person, I threw that in there. My eyes jumped ahead. Yeah. So we'll just say if you're a more advanced user or a business, HostGator can take care of you with reseller plans, VPS, and dedicated servers. HostGator guarantees 99.9% uptime and no matter your size or needs, if you're a WordPress user, you're going to love their one-click installs and optimized hosting platform. When you host with HostGator, you get unlimited disk space and bandwidth. They have free site builder tools that are super easy to use, but if you find yourself needing any help, they have 24-7 support to ensure that everything is running smoothly. So head on over to HostGator.com to learn more, and when you decide to purchase, don't forget to use the coupon code 
Dan sent me five and get 30% off of everything. Woo! So, Jim, are you on Twitter? Uh, I do have a Twitter handle, yes. What would that be? Uh, Jim Troughton. There are not (laughs) a lot of Jim Troughtons, are there? No, there really aren't. You know, actually, uh, I didn't really know there... I knew about one other one until uh, social media happened. And then, um, yeah, found out that there are indeed other Jim Trotons out there. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I did a quick search for you, and you were the only one that came up for me in my quick searches. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, is it okay if I temporarily get nostalgic and say I still have my Yahoo email address? It's absolutely okay. Okay. Yeah, in, in 1995, I got it, and um, I, and that's still my main email address, which I don't know if that, like, is making your listeners cringe or not. I, ha- I have a Yahoo. I, I, the only reason I still have mine is because it's still my uh, uh, Flickr login. Yeah. But I, I, do, I do have one still. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple of Gmail accounts, too, but... Yeah, of course you do. I mean, everyone Naturally. does. But yeah, how could you live without <laughs> one these days? Well, yeah. there are a lot of people trying to get completely away from Google right now, mm. and I, I kind of, I understand the impetus to move away from Google, but replacing Gmail is a, a monumental task. Yeah, I'm also a big fan. Now Google bought an app called Waze. Are I've you aware? That. No, Waze. It's, Are you about to tell me something about the internet? Oh my god, I know something <laughs> about the internet that you don't know. Man, I feel good. I feel you good. rock. Uh, no, it's a Waze, W-A-Z-E. It's a um, mapping and uh, directions map, but uh, it's constantly user updated. A, and crowd, so, a crowd mapping? A crowd mapping, if you will. And uh, so... You can punch in the location of where you're going, whatever. It'll give you directions. But other Waze users will show, uh, just by having the app open, will show how fast traffic traffic is moving. And Waze will reroute you around uh, slow traffic or around construction zones or whatever. Just wow. because of other Waze users uh, opening the app while they're driving. Wow. that's I've often wished for that feature, actually. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Google just bought it. Nice. But um, yeah, and you can earn ways points. I don't know what they're good for, but um, you get to change your the the look of your skin, if you will, um, for reporting things like cars stalled on the side of the road or where police it, are where police yeah, are. I was going to say if it could if you could just tap a button to say I just got pulled over, you, and you it could, could track how many people were being pulled over within a certain radius. Yeah, it could easily tell you there's a trap. You know, from yeah. here to here. We don't even need to th- do that because while you're driving, well, while you're driving and your passenger is using your cell phone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they can um, report uh, where police are hiding on the ways and it will show on the ways map as you're driving nice. uh, that there is a police officer kindly awaiting your speeding. Nice. In an era where 
the radar detector, laser detector, all of that has gone, you know, it got so competitive yeah. that everyone gave up, as far as I know. Yeah. That's really handy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's kind of interesting. So, uh, yeah, in fact, um, when Vicky and I were driving back from Colorado, uh, we just kind of opened up the Waze app because it's also, she likes to watch it because it's kind of fun and the Waze characters it shows you where other wazers are on the road. <laughs> wazers. Yeah, that's what they call them. Uh, uh, she, you know, she likes the characters. That's cool. It's kind of interesting. But it, it did reroute us around um, some slow traffic on the west side of Omaha. And um, we apparently saved 30 minutes. Awesome. There you go. That, that was, I'm going to put that down as an extra pick. Oh, yeah. I just did a fourth pick. You did, and that's nice. totally cool. W a z e ways. Yeah. So, do you have a website you want people to know about? Um, not really. <laughs> okay, that's uh, cool. You know, I do. I I have a couple of websites. Like, I have a, a WordPress um, page, but um, mostly I use that for scheduling like my my guitar lessons and okay. uh, my availability for them and uh, stuff like that. So, uh, it's. Again, mostly for communication. I don't have anything entertaining to tell anybody, so <laughs> I beg to differ. But <laughs> but maybe you're not doing it on the web. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm really not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. We'll leave it at that. All right. Well, we will wrap up episode 53 of Systematic right there. And I am Brett Terpstra. TT scoff everywhere. I'm Brett BrettTerpstra.com. And thanks a ton for being here, Jim. It's been my pleasure. And we will see everybody in a week.